0: Uh, welcome to the fourth uh, of our videos in the of the 20th and 21st century Britain. We're going to look here at post-war uh, Britain. So World War II uh, left the UK devastated, and this in turn led to a lot of uh, resentment uh, from the British public. So the resentment came from the economy. The economy was was heavily in debt. And the millions of men who died, uh, they had left a gap in the workforce. So the UK needed to start fresh, uh, rebuild and re-energize the country. The decline of empire uh, allowed the UK to look inwards to preserving and improving uh, the way of life for British uh, citizens. There were, however, several problems uh, the UK had to uh, deal with. So a side effect of the Second World War meant that women uh, had to do the jobs that men had done previously, and this led to an awareness that after the war, uh, equality in working environments was was lacking, especially uh, with regards to the law. So as well as women's role in the workforce, uh, the UK was left with a shortage of manpower to do many jobs. So the UK needed to become more attractive as a country to attempt to attract migrants from other places to settle in the UK, uh, to work these jobs, to raise families and to, of course, pay uh, taxes. Uh, the majority of the, the British pay, uh, population left after World War II were either old or young and often the main breadwinner or the main worker had been the father, the husband, and of course, they were they were gone. Therefore, the question was, uh, who would look after the families? So with these problems, the UK developed several social policies that would attempt to uh, solve these. Previously, like many capitalist nations, uh, government involvement in a citizen's life uh, should be relatively small. Uh, People paid taxes and expected uh, that if they work hard, they would see the rewards for this. Uh, The wars changed that attitude. Um, People needed the government to be more involved in their lives and they welcomed reform to the way the vulnerable uh, were taken care of. So many welfare uh, laws were were created. Uh, Three of these laws that had a huge impact Uh, On Britain uh, was the National Assistance Act. So that is for unemployed people. And really, it's to protect homeless people, single mothers, and disabled people. Uh, The second law was the National Insurance Act. And this is for people who worked. And this would protect people in case of sickness, unemployment, and Guarantee pensions, things like that. Uh, The National Insurance Act uh, was taken from wages while working, uh, kind of like an extra tax. The last uh, law was the the National Insurance Industries Act. So this was to uh, protect against workplace injury and death and provide compensation if you were injured or you died while working so these laws gave people the the security uh, in case something happened to them uh, you know the government would take care of them and their uh, family uh, these three laws were not the only reforms uh, two more for, two more reforms were put in place uh, which affected the country as a as a whole uh, the national health service the nhs was one of the earliest providers of universal healthcare. So uh, and this happened in 1948. Um, this meant that all healthcare was and is uh, free to citizens of Britain. It is paid for and managed by the government and uh, part of the people's taxes uh, pay for it. So it became the a the trademark of a liberal Britain. And it meant that the country was uh, once more attractive to migrants wanting to live and work uh, in the UK, which was uh, very much needed. The last major reform was the introduction of the minimum wage. Uh, So this meant that no matter the job you did, uh, you would, in theory, earn enough money to live uh, a reasonable life in the UK. Uh, minimum wage would change every few years to reflect the increase in living costs uh, of the UK. As well as welfare, the UK also brought in measures to promote education. So the concept behind this was to make education more accessible to everyone, not not just wealthy people. So in 1969 the Open University was was created. Uh it was a pioneer in distance and remote learning. Uh the majority of students that that studied at the Open University um meant uh were from around the world. They could study anywhere and you studied it through through DVDs, tapes uh, and later the internet. It created a vision for using telecommunications in academia and it diverged greatly from uh, traditional institutes that required a student to physically attend. Uh, So most of the students in the the open university were people uh, that were 25 uh, plus aged and with the majority of students uh, female, and a significant number of disabled people. Also notable were the admission of serving soldiers, sailors, and prisoners. So it quickly became the largest university in the UK, and had some industry leaders as lecturers. And what attracted many people uh, to the university, aside from its accessibility, uh, was the the flexibility in in module choice and in the admission process itself. So the Open University offered a type of uh, module combination that meant students can choose various modules to study alongside each other, uh, depending on the need of the students. So uh, for example, uh, students could choose uh, modules in psychology, history and biology, and really any type of combination was available. Also, uh, attractive to the students was the admission process. Uh, Unlike traditional universities, uh, admission was made through more uh, unorthodox processes. So things like essays uh, and life experience rather than just grades. So this meant that almost anyone could apply, even without formal pre-higher education uh, grades. So the Open University was such a success that uh, the BBC news outlet, also tax funded, would often work with the university to provide materials, speakers and third party uh, materials. This made the Open University uh, more prestigious than people ever imagined uh, when it, it began. So in summary, post-war Britain was facing a problem uh, socially and the many liberal reforms helped develop the national identity and the unity of the country. Welfare reforms and the collapse of the empire uh, meant that immigration was also a factor in the UK that helped shape the course of the country. So ex-colonial citizens could migrate to the UK uh, relatively easily And so many from India, Jamaica, uh, Pakistan, etc., they took the opportunity and they moved across to live in the UK. This ultimately changed the the social setup, and diversity was more uh, prominent an issue than it had been uh, previously. The UK had always been relatively diverse, but with most of the immigration prior to the war, coming from Europe. Um, So mass arrival of millions of Southeast Asian migrants really had a a drastic impact uh, on the country.